Hey there, badass. How about a break from those endless emails, client calls, and screen time? Yep, shut down that laptop, set your notifications on silent, and come join us at the Ladies Kicking Ass Networking and Community Event, Sip, Sass, and Kicking Ass. It's November 16th, which is a Thursday, from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Forum Lounge in Chandler, Arizona. Come mingle face-to-face with a bunch of amazing boss babes in service-based businesses from around the valley. You can make genuine connections over cocktails. Um, Yes, please. Sign me up. All the information for this fun event is in the show notes, along with a link for you to grab your free, yeah, I said free, ticket to come to this event. We cannot wait to see your beautiful faces at the event. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast, where we raise our voices and honor the badass achievements of women in the service industry. Get ready for empowering conversations, inspiring stories, and a whole lot of ass-kicking energy. Join us as we redefine what it means to be bold, fearless, and unapologetically Y-O-U, babe. This is your platform, your community, and your source of inspiration. So buckle up, get ready to rock and roll, and let's show this world just how much we can accomplish. Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast. I have the extreme pleasure of being able to bring to you someone that I have been connected to through the always talked about powerhouse women community. It's just been so incredibly wonderful for connecting me with these women that I didn't even know I needed in my life. So again, here is another superstar from that community. Her name is Dr. Laura DeCesaris. And she is here with us today. She is a functional medicine doctor, and she is a high-performance coach for those overachieving, gotta keep moving, always creating something new women. And we have had an awesome conversation already before we jumped on the podcast here, talking about all the different things that women that are entrepreneurial or high-achieving tend to struggle with when it comes to mindset and even taking care of themselves. So Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. And I would love if you could just share a little bit of your backstory on how you went from being a functional medical doctor into now being a coach and working with women in that fashion. Yeah. Well, first, thanks so much for having me. I love the podcast and just love what you're doing. And I'm so happy that we've been able to be connected through these incredible communities that we find the the power of community, right? So yeah, my story, I actually, I have always been a nerd. I will put that out there. Like other kids were playing with dolls. I was playing with a microscope. Like that was totally me, no shame. And I, I really thought I wanted to go into research for some reason. I like always wanted to be a scientist kind of nerd, but like many people who decided to go into functional integrative medicine, as I started getting a little older and heading off to college, I started struggling with my own health issues. 
I was, I have this memory of waking up one day in college. I was 21. You think, what should a 21 year old feel like, right? Vibrant, energized, like prime of your life. That was not my story. I was exhausted. I was barely making it through class every day. I was sleeping like all the time and was still tired. I was gaining weight, even though I was quote unquote, doing everything right, you know, going on the treadmill after class and eating all the salads. And I was not well at all. And uh, I ended up getting connected with someone who was a functional medicine doctor through my mom. My mom was into functional medicine and Reiki and all the things back in the 80s, like before it was cool, the way it's cool now. So she dragged me off to this person who she's like, she's going to make you feel better. And, you know, I'm rolling my eyes like, okay, sure. Lo and behold, that woman completely changed my life. She was a chiropractor who was also a functional medicine doctor. And she sat with me for two and a half hours and told me all these things about myself just by looking at me and poking me in a few spots. And I was I was amazed. And I, I found out through her, I had Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. I had all these gut issues. I was super stressed and just like not not handling it the way I should have. I was kind of fueling myself on coffee to get through classes and eating things that weren't necessarily unhealthy foods, but they weren't healthy for me. And honestly, until that point, I hadn't realized that the food we eat and the way we exercise and how we perceive stress could really affect your health, right? Like I just I just thought, okay, I guess this is the way it is. I'm destined to not feel well to have this diagnosis. And she completely changed my life. Like it was crazy. Literally started peeling back the layers of how do I eat well? How do I fix these things? How do I cut down on inflammation? How do I sleep better? So much so that I actually decided to go to chiropractic school. Knew that that wasn't the end of my education, but I was amazed with her knowledge of the structure and function of the human body, of the nervous system, of how we could move. And from there, I went and got my master's in clinical nutrition and then started studying functional medicine with the Institute for Functional Medicine and the Academy for Anti-Aging Medicine. So I have my postdoc certifications with both of those organizations. And really the cool experience of going you know, into grad school, into these other things and, and learning while dealing with my own health issue was I was my own end of one experiment. <laughs> Anytime I learned something, I got to take myself through it and really understand, okay, how could this make me feel? What might this make me feel like? Is this doable? Is this too much? What does this supplement do? What does this biohacking tool do? And it really let me kind of live that patient experience. So when it was time to, you know, after education, start working with clients, I, I knew what it felt like to have a chronic health condition and to try and figure out, okay, how do I make myself feel better while having a demanding schedule, whether that's a course load or a work schedule or something else. So I started working in a clinic back on the East Coast at that point, saw a lot of autoimmune chronic illness clients, um, really took them through the same methods I had used to put myself into remission. And then like so many other people who I think are entrepreneurial in nature as my own my own journey unfolded and I kind of decided to step into starting my own consulting business, I realized that other entrepreneurial women needed my help even more because we were the ones who were putting our health on the back burners and putting a smiling face on because we were the face of our brands or the face of our companies and behind the scenes, our bodies were falling apart. And nothing made me more sad than talking to these incredible women with these huge visions of products and businesses that were going to help so many people. And the thing holding them back was they had no energy or they felt like crap 
or their autoimmune issue was flaring out of control, or they felt like they were gaining weight and didn't feel confident promoting their business. And it was it was heartbreaking that those things were preventing their their gifts from getting out in the world. So a few years ago, I shifted more into the high performance space, specifically focusing on female entrepreneurs, business owners, executives, women who were stepping up to lead in their communities and needed some help getting their physical health to match that mental drive and ambition. That is so needed as a person that you just talked about right there that we oftentimes are like, there's some, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And then when you get to the end of the day, you're like, there was no time for me because I didn't make myself a priority anywhere throughout this day. I know for a lot of women that you just described, a lot of the times we will associate our value and worthiness with this business we've created. It's almost like we morph together with this business. And I can see definitely being an entrepreneur myself, My when my business is doing really good, my health tends to be better. When it's not, everything goes to the wayside. How do you think that these kinds of women that you work with can be better at separating those two things. I have so many thoughts on this, so you might have to cut me off at some point. But something that I, this is slightly unrelated to health, but I promise I'll bring it back around. But something I think that, especially in the entrepreneurial world, that is, it's put out there a lot when people are figuring out, like, how do I package my programs? How do I price my offers? And people will say, charge your worth. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things actually to do, because now we're equating our worth with a dollar sign, whether it's a lot of dollar signs or not a lot. But now every time you make a sale, every no is diminishing your worth. Every yes is telling you, oh, yes, I am worthy because we've decided to charge our worth. We've decided that our value is monetary and it's not. It's so much more than that. Right. The money is a simple transaction. It has nothing to do with who we are as people, as women, as business owners, as leaders. It's simply in in exchange for services for transformation. So I I would actually love if that phrase would stop going around because I think it's it's really dangerous, especially when people are just just starting out. And I, I think it weighs a lot on our mental health. And similar to what you just said, you know, you said business is going well, my health feels like it's going well, business not going well, my health is feeling like it's suffering. Well, where is that starting, right? Because we know so much of health, so much of chronic health, it it comes from how we talk to ourselves, from how we regulate ourselves, from the stories that we tell ourselves, right? Our, Our body hears everything our mind thinks. So if the narrative in our mind is, okay, I'm charging my worth, but everyone is saying, no, oh, you're not good enough. This isn't working. You're not working hard enough. Like that is sending out SOS stress signals to your body on a physiological level, whether you realize it or not. And our our body's pretty smart, but it's not smart enough to differentiate different types of stress. It doesn't know the stress from a workout versus a hard conversation stress versus inflammatory food stress. It, It just has a stress bucket and it responds to stress signals. So we have to start understanding that You know, in a world where everyone is talking about nervous system regulation and resilience and things like that, well, it all starts up here, how we talk to ourselves, what our perception of all these stressors are and understanding how they they impact our lives. But I think that piece about, you know, starting to just separate who we are a little bit away from our business can be really powerful. I, I had someone ask me in a networking group the other day, you know, you go to these networking groups and what is the first question people ask you? Like, who are you and what do you do? 
Well, her first question was, who are you? And don't say a word about your business or what you do. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is harder than I thought. Like, this is something I really have to work on is separating. And I, I love my business, but I'm not just my business, right? I'm so many other things. So I think we need to practice separating ourselves out from that a little bit more. I love that you mentioned that because I was using that as like a beginning question for people like, great, fantastic. I've given a nice intro as to who you are as a guest and what your business background is. But tell me, Laura, who you are at your core. I don't want to hear about your business. We already know. And I stopped asking that question because I would just get like deer in the headlights look like they were so tuned up to come on and talk about their business that it almost just like flipped something that just... Not that they don't know, but it is very kind of quite like, what do I say right here? Because we use what we do as a business as a default almost to like everything that you go into. I I think this starts when we're small too. And it's those words again that you were saying, and I've started changing this too with my kids and I explain it to them. Like when you're growing up, they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my big question that I always ask my kids is I say, who do you want to be when you grow up? Not what you're doing, because decide who you want to be, and then you can figure out how to make money and have a career around that. But that's the most important part, because how many times do we go to college and we get educated in something, and then we decide that we want to have children or we want to be at home? And, or we don't want to be traveling and we decided to take a sales job or something like that. You know, I look at that a lot with my husband. He went to flight school, wanted to become a commercial pilot till he had his first child. And then he's like, I don't want to be gone all the time. So it's really that thing of we've got to just change those things that we keep talking about, like taking those generational words have almost become like generational curses on people because their, their thinking is so limited based upon the words that we hear. So I love that you say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, it's so true. And I think, I think all of us that go into entrepreneurship that become business owners, yes, we do it to, to have more freedom over our schedules and to help others, you know, especially as a service provider, like servant leadership is important to me, but I also did it so that I could have a life that I love and be with the people I love and enjoy hobbies during this one lifetime we all get. So when we constantly define ourselves only by what we do, we're not leaving space for those other things. And when we're not sharing with people like, hey, I'm Dr. Laura. Yes, I'm a functional medicine doctor, but I am also a trivia enthusiast and I love rock climbing and I am obsessed with my dogs and I like to go in vehicles that go really fast. Like who else are you as a person? while we're on this earth, because usually those things that you are not sharing because you're hiding behind your business identity, they're also the things you need to do more of to find this quote unquote balance that so many of us are are striving for, right? That's at the root of so many of these conversations around stress and burnout and things like that. It's It's that we're going all in on business as our identity and not necessarily leaving space for this whole whole other side of who you are. So I, I think that's just like such an important topic to sift through. Yes. I was just making a note because I think this is a really cool exercise to even do with people. And I challenge people listening to this, like, who are you besides your business? Like sit down and really journal that out and think about that. So when somebody asks you that question next time, 
you're not tear in the headlights. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know who the hell am I, you know? And a lot of what times we'll, even re- <laughs> yeah, we'll revert to back to like, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a this, I'm a that. You know, like, who are you inside at your core? It's not the titles that you hold. So I think that is really awesome. And we were talking before we jumped on this podcast recording too, about how important that is to make sure that you are doing things like this and not only showing your kid or talking to your kids about it, but showing your kids that stuff. And if you're not a parent, there's people around you that are watching. If you lead a team, it's your team that's watching you. There's, if you're a parent, it's your kids and your friend or your kids' friends, you know, like so many people will watch if you walk the walk that you're talking about. So how do you think that we as women can be better about setting that example that we'd love to see moving forward and kind of breaking some of the societal norms that we tend to keep passing generation to generation to our kiddos? Yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage and a lot of gumption and a lot of boundaries with yourself to actually enact generational change the way that I see so many people saying that they want to, right? Like people will say, oh, I don't want my kids to ever feel this way. I don't want my kids to experience this or that. But then we go about doing the same things because that's what was maybe modeled to us, or that's what we know, right? And so we continue to burn out, to work long hours, to to not say no to people, to not set boundaries, to self-sacrifice. But I truly believe that anyone who is has been to a place of burnout, or who isn't happy with their work-life balance, or who doesn't feel good, or who feels resentment because they don't feel appreciated, you would never want your child to feel that. You would never want that, right? So what more powerful way to ensure that doesn't happen than being brave enough to start changing your life? Change requires change, right? We can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. And I think this is also where understanding your brain a little bit comes into play because you like your brain is not wired for you to be happy and go lucky and peaceful every day. Your brain is wired to look for danger, to keep you safe and to worry about things. You are wired for fear and anxiety and it actually takes work to create happiness and peace and joy in your life. That's not our default setting in terms of, you know, how we're wired. So It might feel frustrating when you find yourself stuck in the same patterns of, "Ah, why do I keep doing that thing that is making me, you know, not feel appreciated, that's making me feel burnt out? Well, understand changing that behavior is is registered as scary by your brain. Like, oh, if we do something differently, like something bad might happen. So let's stay with what we know. Even if like we don't feel great, it, it might be worse if we try something new. So you almost do have to kind of talk your brain through it. Like just picture sitting your brain on the couch next to you and like holding its hand and being like, look, we're going to try this a new way. And I promise it's going to be just fine. And then that's the beautiful thing. You start taking those actions. Your brain starts rewiring. We have neuroplasticity for a reason. And then that becomes your new norm. But now you've completely changed your default setting. And now you're not doing those same patterns that are leading you to feel frustrated and tired and not seen and not heard. But it can be really scary doing that at first, right? And it's it's hard. It's not easy. But again, change requires change. And the beautiful thing about all of us here who are business owners, about who are entrepreneurs, is we all have to go through this stuff. So 
again, you and I met in an incredible community, like who better to understand these things than others who are going with it. And as women, we thrive having people around who are going to like, honestly, just look us in the eye and be like, Hey, I know this is scary and it's hard. I promise it's going to be worth it. And I'm like right here with you along the way. So we got to, we got to be able to lean on those around us too in the process. Yes, that community is so incredibly important. That is something for me, I have always really struggled with that because I've always worked in male-dominated industries. I grew up with a bunch of brothers in the middle of Wyoming where you did nothing but manly stuff all the time, you know? No one talked about feelings there, you know? Even the even the women, like we were taught to like, don't cry, even little girls, you know? We just, that was just the way that we grew up. And I forever was very proud of the fact that I was a guy's girl and I enjoyed working around the men. There was less drama and there was all this stuff. And I'm like, the problem is, is that I'd never found a community of women that were like me and that were working towards things. I had been around a community of women that were complaining and gossiping and bitching about stuff all the time. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't. I don't function that way. Like what, what is the positive thing that happened today? You know, and really going out and being brave. If you find yourself like, oh shit, that's me too. Like going out and finding a community and it might not be the first one that you step into and you might just further validate. Oh, yep. There they are. There's the caddy chicks again. You know, keep going, find one because powerhouse women was definitely the first one that I went to that I was like, almost skeptical about how awesome everybody wanted to help me. Like I was like, okay, like, yes, we're all running businesses in here, but like people genuinely just wanted to help me when I had questions about stuff. And I was like, how much is this going to cost? But I have truly found like sisterhood in that community because the people that are chasing big goals and are those high achieving people, they're not rocking somebody else's boat. They're too busy rowing their own, you know, and seeing those women like that, you, you come up with a whole new accountability squad. I'm sure you found that within powerhouse. Like if I don't post a podcast one week, cause my life goes crazy with my other business, I've got five ladies that will be texting me saying, wait for your podcast. I'm like, Oh shit. People are watching. And I think that's something that entrepreneurial people need to find. They need those accountability people. Absolutely. I, I joke with Lindsay all the time. I was like, I've heard all my best friends through you. So thanks for that. Like podcast co-hosts, the people I go on vacation with, I met them all through through Powerhouse. And it was it was very similar for me. It was the first community of women I found who were, I, I hate that word overachievers. It's again, another word that you never hear it applied to men, but only to women. So other, we'll say driven, ambitious women who just wanted like more out of life, like not just in business, but life in general. And where the conversations were positive and uplifting and forward thinking. And like, ultimately at the end of the day, the people you surround yourself with, your community, like that's the make or break factor for your health, for your longevity, for how you spend your years. Like everyone wants to think it's the diet, it's the exercise, it's the pills you take. Like it is the people and the relationships that you continually surround yourself with. You know, that's why we look at areas like the blue zones where people live the longest in the world. Like they're not in the gym. They're not all doing like keto diets, but what they do have is an extremely strong community and social network of supportive people. And that, that really is something to, to consider, especially as we're, we're sitting here in the U S where I saw a study recently where it's like 
56% of adults don't feel like they have one good friend that they could call up if they had a problem. Like that's, that's a huge problem. So finding these communities, it's, it's so much more than growing your business. It, your health literally depends on it. Yes. And it makes a massive difference. Once I stepped into that community, I went to Lindsay's Community Builder Mastermind that she had in February. And getting in that room with those women that were complete strangers and walking out of that with a whole bunch of new friends, even in just like four days worth of time, I have a better relationship with a lot of the women in that room than I do with friends I've had for 20 years because it's more relative to who I am now. And so it's so important that many times I hear like, well, I've got a bunch of friends and it's the same thing, but they look to these people or their spouse or their kids to be their support system for the things they're trying to achieve. And these people aren't on the same trajectory as them. So a lot of times women will find themselves getting discouraged because my husband doesn't believe in what I'm doing or my friend, I don't want to post on social media because my friends are going to think I'm crazy. Like what the hell is she doing? Or a, a big one that people say they struggle with, like who, the, who in the hell does she think she is coaching people and doing stuff? People that are on that journey with you are some of the biggest advocates of you moving forward. And they're not threatened by what you're doing. They're excited for you. And I'm sure that's probably what you found within your community. How has your community been able to amplify you as a person, which in then resulted in a better business for you? Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I, a lot of the times when I'm talking with women who are maybe dealing with health issues or things like that, and they, they're like, how did you do it? Like, what did you do to, to put your autoimmune issues in remission? Like, what was the game changing factor? Was it this diet? Was it fasting? Was it this? And I kind of like, you know what, those things helped. But honestly, the, the big game changer was actually finding finding other people who got what it was like to, yes, I have a health condition, but I don't want to be defined by it. Here's all these other things I want in life. I want to build a business. I want more freedom. I don't want to be stuck in a clinic for 80 hours because that was literally, literally killing my body on a physical level. Finding people who got that and who encouraged me especially like when I said I was not going to see patients in a clinic anymore and I was going to turn towards consulting and coaching online, like a lot of people who they're like my credentialed friends who are still in clinics kind of were like, why would you do that? Like, why would you downgrade yourself? Why would you call yourself a coach? And I was kind of taken aback at first and, and thankfully finding friends and women in powerhouse and other communities who are like, that's amazing. You're going to have such a bigger impact. You're going to be able to help so many more people while creating more space for you. And I was like, these women see it. And really, first and foremost, it, it amplified my energy and my health because by by starting my own business and look, it's not a walk in the park from the get go. Like as entrepreneurs, we joke that we give up our nine to fives to create like a five to nine at first. Like it's a lot of time at first. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of learning new skills. Like it is not, I put the open sign up and I make a million dollars tomorrow, but it was on my terms. And I was able to work with people in so many different ways. I was able to educate. I was able to connect. I get opportunities like this to come speak to people. Like I, I couldn't do that in a brick and mortar clinic when I was there from seven in the morning till nine o'clock at night. Like I was totally just on the wheel all day long. So first and foremost, it it impacted my health and it gave me back, honestly, like a vibrancy for life again, like get off the, the burnout cycle. And I think when you feel better, that comes through in your energy, right? And you start to attract people in a little bit of a different way because you're not 
you're not just going through the motions anymore. You're so excited to be here to share things with people and getting in these communities also let me see like, okay, what do these women really need? Like, what do they need? What do they need to hear? Because nothing is more frustrating for a driven woman than to go to the doctor and say she's not feeling well and hear something like, oh, you just need to not stress out so much, or you just need to slow down or, oh, it's just, this is just the way things are now. You're at that age. And like, hello, that's none of those things are true. And like, I, I know if I had doctors tell me like, oh, you just need to slow down and not do as much. And I'm like, great, thanks. I'm totally going to ignore that and walk out the door. And that's not how I'm going to live my life. So I, I think someone who understands what your needs are, what your drive is, and can show you the way of, you get to have both. You get to build a successful business and you get to also meet the demands you're putting on yourself by creating a, a health a health and wellness routine that works for you. And it probably doesn't work for the lay person, but you know what? You're not wired like the lay person, right? Just running on a different frequency and not that one is better than the other, but they're completely different. And that's that's really why I love functional medicine because it lets you get that level of personalization with people. And I think the more that you explain this to people, the more you're in communities just talking about what you do, whether you're a service provider, whether you have a product-based business, people who get what you're trying to do are going to be excited by that. And that's what's going to help grow your business. That's what's going to help give you more opportunities. You know, it's it becomes less transactional when you're showing up from a place of service, right? When your your main priority is, I'm here to help you. What can I do to help you? What can I do to serve you? This isn't about what's in it for me because I know that's going to come back at some point. But when you show up from that place of service and helping others, um, I think that's just a complete game changer, especially when you are in a service-based business. Ooh, I, th- I could not agree with you more about that. What? Tell me some of those things just going off of what you just said right here. I know from my own personal experience, I have struggled with hormone imbalance for probably about three years now. And at first it was like, oh, it's a thyroid thing here. Let me put you on some medication. Okay. Let's draw your blood again. Oh, now you just need to add this hormone to it. Now you need to, but there's no, there was never same situation. Like you need to just like less stress will help with the symptoms that you're having. And I'm like, okay, so do you want me to just like stop living my life? Like, what are you doing? And like the the food list was like insane. Like, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. And I'm like, okay, so I have room for vegetables. Awesome. You know? And I'm like, I'm not going to follow any of this shit. And every time I go back to the doctor, back to the to things, I'm like, this, this same thing again, like, it's just a list. It's not like, hey, tell me about your day. Like, how can we put a plan together to do this? Why don't you tell our listeners what you do that is different than just sending someone home with a list of don't do this anymore so that you can feel better? Yeah. So how do I phrase this? I I think lab work can be very helpful. It can. It can help you find major things that are going on. What I think becomes dangerous is when we see lab values and we either say, here's a medication or here's a supplement to fix that lab value. You know, regardless of what way you look, it's it's both like, here's one thing to fix a number of a moment in time. And it's not peeling back the layers enough to say, okay, well, why, why do all of these hormone issues keep cropping up? Like what is happening underneath the hood? Because it's, it's not a supplement deficiency. It's not a a medication deficiency. It's there's something else going on. Um, And a lot of times that is stress, but again, what's causing the stress, right? Like, is it inflammation? 
Is it we're not sleeping? Is it that we are just packing our days full with no time for ourselves? Is it a, a joy deficiency? Like there's so many things to feel back. So when I I start talking through this with women, instead of saying, oh, here's the problem, here's your pill for it. We actually literally first go through their entire day, which usually takes people aback. But like, I literally want to know, what does your day look like from the time you wake up? Like, what are you doing? What's happening in the morning? Like, are you driving kids to school? Do you have drop-offs? Do you have pickups later in the day? What's your business schedule like? Are you on calls? Are you are you going to the gym? Are you trying to work out at home? Are you cooking? Are you like, I literally want to know what your typical day looks like all the time. And to me, I, I have to know that because what is the point of giving you recommendations if they're never going to fit into your structure right now? And maybe eventually we can create some more space in that structure for things that you need. But that can feel really overwhelming when people are in a state of high stress, when they're kind of in that fight or flight mode. Like the thought of changing one thing can be really overwhelming. So first we try and fit some things into the system that they have. And then we can start adjusting that system and creating more space little by little as we go. If you're a business owner, I want to know your marketing and your launch plans. When do you have a launch coming up? When are you in a networking phase? When are you in like a head down, get shit done phase? Because we're going to support you differently in all of those. If you're traveling a lot and speaking and going to events, that might look a little different than a season where you're pulling back and you're at home and just kind of cruising, right? So it's important to know like, what are all those stressors? What are all those demands you're putting on yourself as you go? And how do we, how do we map your health across your business plan accordingly, across your home life and your, your, what you have to do for your kids and your family, things that you want to do with your kids and your family that maybe you haven't been able to like, how do we make sure that that's happening too? Because if we feel like we're so caught up in our business that we're not able to do things like get in the school pickup line for our kid or go out for ice cream with our kid on a Saturday and not stress out about it, like worrying about those things is honestly like so stressful in and of itself. <laughs> like you should just go out for the ice cream at some point. Like you're probably doing more harm than good stressing yourself out about it. So we really have to start peeling back those layers and I ask this question all the time and it's like, okay, what's deeper, what's deeper, what's deeper. And sure, of course, supplements, nutrition, that stuff is going to help a thousand times. It's like getting a little gas in the tank, but like at the core, where, where are you not aligned in your life? Where are your core needs not being met? Like, is it an emotional need that's not being met? Is it, is it an actual nervous system dysfunction to the point where like, Breathwork is not going to fix that. Like it's so much more complicated than it that we got to get in at the biochemical level and start changing some of these things. You know, is it like I said earlier, a joy deficiency? Like we're we're not creating time to do things purely for the reason that they bring us happiness and joy. No other reason. That's why we're doing them. Like those are often the things that get pushed back on the back burner. But like we need those so deeply. So that was a very long-winded way of saying like it comes back to your core needs as a person and like all of the other stuff, the, the nutritional plans, the gut healing plans, those are great. But they're, they're closer to the surface. That's not like real root cause medicine is what am I not getting as a human being? Right. And like, especially as women, like where am I trying to live in a system that was not designed for my physiology? Because a lot of us, a lot of us are trying to do that without realizing it and not considering we're wired way differently than men. We should be working differently than men. And unfortunately, for better or worse, a lot of our society is structured for men's hormones, not for ours. So back to what we said earlier, like we got to be brave enough that change requires change and we got to start 
taking steps to say, okay, what do I need? And that's a question that like, I think a lot of us get asked and we're like, I hate that question. If you can't answer that question, like how can someone help you if you don't know what you need? Like, why would you think you could find that in like a pill or a vitamin, right? It's so much deeper than that. I think that's one of the most intimidating questions ever to me. What do you need? Scary. Yeah, that's scary. Because, ooh, that's a good one too. That's a good journal prompt for everyone too. <laughs> it's every time I get asked that question, it makes me emotional. It just did now just saying it because deep down inside, if you're working on a lot of projects, I have a slew of children at my house, like all these things going on. What do you need is so overwhelming. I know sometimes my husband will say, what do you need help with? And I'm like, just do it. Like you can see where I need help with stuff. It's obvious. Clean the kitchen, you know, like something. But he wants like firm direction. Like, what do you need? I, it gets so overwhelming that it makes me emotional. Like, I don't know what to say. It's almost like a release of like, oh no, someone like you're throwing a life raft. Somebody just come save me. <laughs> and I think we put ourselves in that. I definitely put myself in that because I have a really hard time asking for help because somewhere along the line, we decided that I can do this all by myself. And wherever that came from, you need a community of people. So if you're not finding that with your immediate community of people, or if that word makes you emotional, I realize more than ever now just saying that on here, like, I need to ask more help in a lot of places and be very specific about that. Because what you think people can see you need help with, obviously, is not there or they would be helping you, the people that love you. So thank you for that. That was That's a good prompt for everybody to really think about because that is... If you're not getting what you need, especially from your doctor too, if you're dealing with some of this stuff, keep going and finding somebody that will help you. You don't have to just stay there and say, well, this is what they told me. Go to another one and go to another one and another one. And we have a great one right here that you can go see. You can even meet with her online. So there's no excuses and really get that whole picture because you are so much more than just what you eat. And that's what it tends to be, especially the hormones saying, stop stressing and don't eat this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So take everything out of my life. Awesome. Then what do I do? <laughs> you know, we talk about removing so much stuff. Work on adding a few things. And I think when you add those helpful, healthy things, those shitty things just kind of are the by bypass or the byproduct of doing the healthy thing. They go away. Do you see that? All, all of the time. And you know, a lot of the times the choices we make that like, we know they're not great for us. And like, they're, they're really placeholders for something else a lot of the time. And so it, it goes back to this concept of like, no, what, what do you need? And I don't mean, oh, I need more hours in the day. I need someone else to like pick up around the house. I mean, like, think real scary. <laughs> like, what do you need? And maybe it's something like, I, I need like something that might make you emotional to say, like, I need to feel seen. I need to feel heard. I need to be held. Like, I need to know I'm making a difference. Like, say those things out loud, give voice to them, but you'll also be able to identify, like, if some big emotions come up with that. Like, oh, okay, I'm feeling a lot of things right now. I'm, I'm feeling them. I, I see you. I acknowledge that. Like, what can I do about this, right? Like, who can I actually talk to about this? Again, power of communities. But a lot of times those habits that we tend to fall in guilt spirals over, which is 
the worst thing we can do, like we do something, we're like, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. Like usually there's something else there that we got to start like pulling back a little bit and doing exactly what you said, focusing on what else can I bring in? Right. Like, okay, maybe instead of asking myself, like, why, why do I have to eat this cookie every night? I shouldn't eat the cookie. Well, maybe for a week, I'm just going to focus on like having protein with breakfast every day. I'm going to do that every week and I'll still have my cookie and then see what happens by the end of the week. Cause maybe you decide you don't want the cookie anymore, or maybe you do. And that's your little thing that brings you joy every day. Great. Like that's not going to be the game changer. Right. So focusing on those things like you can do, how do I nourish myself more? How do I, how do I insert some white space in my calendar for 15 minutes of nothing of just literally nothing planned for a day? Like how do we add those things in and see how that makes us feel versus continuing to reduce things, restrict things, remove things? Because even pay attention to the way you feel. Like how does your body feel when you say remove, cut out, hack, get rid of? Like doesn't feel great, but if you hear words like nourish, add, restore, rest, you're like, ooh, ooh, that sounds a little bit, that sounds better. So focus on the stuff that makes your body feel good, right? Yes. Oh, I love that. Even start, like you say, 15 minutes of you time. You're doing nothing. I know that's difficult. Put your damn phone down. Don't do anything. Because it's amazing if you sit with yourself, how many times, like if I'll sit with my son when he gets tired at night, he's always like, mom, will you come sit with me on the couch? And it's amazing because I love to sit there and have him on me because he's 10. I know that's get, it's fleeting real fast, you know? And I'm like, I love this so much. But in the same sense, you're like, but I'm sitting, so I should be doing something on my phone. So I love that, that advice. That is beautiful. So if someone wants to connect with you, Laura, and they would love to learn more about your services or even just follow you on social, where's your favorite place to hang out and where's the best place to contact you? Yeah, I would say I'm most commonly on Instagram or LinkedIn, just under my name, Dr. Laura DeCesaris. I can get you the links for those, but send me a DM, send me a note, especially if you liked the episode. I love, I think, these social media platforms get a lot of flack, but it's an incredible free way for us to build connection with each other. So I love, I love hearing what's on people's minds, what kind of content you, you want to hear about from me. So definitely, definitely reach out. Awesome. Social media is what you make it. And that's what we say all the time on this podcast. My, I love Instagram because it's my source of inspiration in the morning. It's all in what you decide to follow. If it makes you feel like shit, get rid of it. You know, that should be a source of joy for you. So there's lots of good content out there and you definitely put some out. So that, thank you for being one of those people. So in closing, thank you just so much for your information. This was such a great conversation. I knew it was going to be. I didn't really make any notes other than like making sure I got your bio right at the beginning because I knew we would have a great conversation today. And I know this will help so many women because I know how much it helped me. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. And like, I just want people to understand, like, this is what functional integrative medicine really is. Like, please don't, don't get mistaken into thinking it's all expensive lab tests and pills. It's really just helping you like become more of who you already are. Yes. That's beautiful. So one last question I always ask everyone on the podcast is when you hear the phrase ladies kicking ass, what does that mean to you? What is a lady kicking ass to you? Yeah. Ooh, that's such a great question. I, the first image that like came to mind for me though, is the woman who like 
in her own life, whatever that looks like, like she's the chain breaker. She's the one who is brave enough to take the action to change the trajectory of what's going to happen, not just for her, but for her family. So like the women who are brave enough to say, nope, this ends here. This is what it's going to be like from now on. This is what I'm going to model. This is how we're going to live. The brave ones, women who are brave enough to to take that step. Yes, because that is a tough one to take and it is a lot of dedication to do it. So thank you for mentioning that. That's another one that we've never heard before. So <laughs> they just <laughs> keep coming. It is so beautiful. In dozens of those, I swear to God, I have never had one that has ever answered the exact same as somebody else. It means something so different to so many people. And I love that's why we can help so many different kinds of women because it really, truly does mean a lot of different things to different people. And it's seasonal. So, you know, sometimes it's rest and sometimes it's really kicking ass. So thank you so much for your time today. I just love and adore you. And I love what you're doing for women. And we just need more of you in this world. So thank you. Likewise. Thanks so much. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady. Hey there, ladies. Want to supercharge your personal growth journey with insights from the best in the business? I've got a treat for you. I have been raving throughout many of these podcasts about this incredible self-development app called Growth Day. Imagine learning from industry powerhouses like Mel Robbins, Ed Milet, my girl Lori Harder, Brendan Burchard, Mel Abraham, Lisa Bilyeu. Oh my gosh, there's so many more. And guess what? Every Wednesday, they teach live that you can watch them and interact with them through this app. It's so incredibly cool. Beyond their wisdom and live coaching sessions, there is another incredible feature that I am obsessed with though, the journal section. I use it every single day, whether it's either to brain dump, reflect on my feelings, remember things from my business, or dive deep with their brilliant journal prompts. I'm never at a loss for words when I sit down to journal. How freaking amazing is that? And because you're part of our podcast family, there's a special treat awaiting you. Click the link in the show notes below to check it all out. Embark on an incredible journey with Growth Day. Remember, every new day is an opportunity to grow, reflect, and evolve. And that is what we do as ladies who are kicking ass.